0: Thank you, Lord. Friday night church. Man, oh, man, isn't Friday night church a good thing? We uh, got to talking about prayer last week, and we're going to get to talking about prayer again this week. You know, it's, uh, the more I look at it, the more I realize how... Well, I won't include you. I'll say how how little I've known about it. Um, And then you can include yourself if you want. Uh, And just remember what I said at the first. If you think you know a lot about it, you still don't know that much. Amen. And so, uh, you know, I've uh, gotten a greater understanding. Um, My mom was a prayer. And she didn't have the ministry of prayer. There's no such thing as the ministry of prayer. But she had a ministry and a call of God, and she prayed. And people who will pray, God will call on you over and over and over again to pray. And I now have an understanding of some of the nights I'd walk in very late, and I'd hear somebody over in the corner, and it'd be her sitting there praying. And she wasn't praying for me. I'd say, Mom, what's going on? She goes, I don't know. I don't know. God woke me up and said, pray. She didn't care. She just knew she had a burden to pray, and if God asked her to pray, she would pray until she no longer had the burden to pray. If it took all night or 30 minutes, Amen. and you know, I, as I read uh, Brother Hagen on prayer, he was that way. He was a man of prayer, and uh, it's uh, when when we look at this in in the depth that we should. And we begin to realize how important prayer is, how much power it makes available, and how, how many things it can change. Um, if you think about Daniel, his, his praying changed a nation. It changed the course of a whole nation. Amen? And, and, and these are things that we don't want to just let slip. We want to see what was different because, you know, we get into praying like it's trying right? Well, we heard this person pray this, let's try that. You know, Or, or we, try, we, we, heard, we saw this the other day and it seemed to work, let's try that. You know, just because that prayer worked, you can't just try it. It worked because they were following the leading of the Lord and praying according to His direction and according to the laws that He's put in place concerning prayer. And, and it's really important because we, as a, as a body of Christ throughout the nation, We've been trained that if somebody says, will you pray, to just say, yeah. Well, okay, you said, yeah. Now, what are you going to pray that's going to be effective? Mm -hmm. Amen? Because we've got too many people out there just praying just so they can say, we prayed. Right? And, And nothing happened, but yes, they prayed. So do we want to continue down that path or do we truly want to learn how to pray to where when we pray, something's getting ready to happen? And one of the big reasons so many of the times things don't happen is that we quit because we didn't see an immediate answer. And we forget that the answer happened the minute we prayed. Amen? The answer happened, if, you, if we prayed according to the will of God, the answer he got, he got our prayer our request the minute we prayed it. Now, you getting it and him having it are decided by what you do next. Not decided. He already, especially in this day and time, after, after Jesus rose again, there's things that we pray for that are already given. Right? So it's a matter of us receiving it. Amen? And in prayer, that's what he said. He said in Mark 11, he said, When you pray, when you stand praying... Right, believe that you receive, and what's he saying? He's not saying believe in something that that you that's not really happened yet. He's saying believe you received because it's already happened. It's already happened. Remember, there's more than one world. We're living here, mm-hmm. but there's a heavenly, yeah. and, and 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 things are happening there when we pray. Take, don't, don't just think nothing's happening. Stuff is happening. God is working things out. And that's why he says, look, um, I didn't even say to open up, but James 5. Go to James 5.16. That's why prayer is a work. Prayer is a work. It it's not something, you know, there are some things that you can pray a little short prayer on, and that's going to be just fine. But there are other things that when you pray for them, you're going to have to stand. You're going to have to stand on that word that you prayed, that's you, that you, the, the first rule of praying. What's that? Got to have a scripture. Got to have a word from God. Got to have something that says you can have faith in this. Amen? And, and once you do, be ready to stand on that. Amen? Be ready to plant your feet in that word and, and know that he heard you right because if you quit what you're literally saying is i don't think he heard me right and now you now first john just got canceled out right because the one thing we have to our confidence is we know that if we ask he hears us and if you lose that confidence right then you're back to square one amen and we got to remember that we can pray we can pray and we can stay pray Stay and pray while you're staying. And, and, and if, when, the, when the devil says it ain't happening, say, no, the word of God, what are you doing? You're praying again. People will say, well, what are you doing? You're proclaiming. No, you're praying again. You're, you're, you're reminding yourself and you're praying again. No, the word of God says this. I ask for it and I'm having it. Amen? And, and you refuse to get off of those things because God's working it out. He's working it out. What what you don't see doesn't matter. Right? Because we don't live by what we see. Right? We live by faith. And faith knows that God said yes when it asked according to his will. And if God says yes, it's on its way. Right? It's come and, and the, the, the only thing that can stop it is us now. Us. Amen? Look, uh, John, uh, James 5 verse 16 says confess your faults one to another and pray one for another this gives us authority to pray one for another this is a big deal because you have to have the ability to do something God, God, if you just started praying for people without knowing God told you to pray for them but now you've got a reason to pray for them right because he said pray for them and there's several places in the Bible that he says pray for all men And so, and this is important because what he's getting you to do is act in love. This is an act of love. When you pray for someone else, if you, let me refresh, if you pray for somebody else because you love them, then you acted out of love and your prayer has a firm foundation. If you prayed for them to get something for yourself, right? (laughs) In other words, In other words, you pray, well, they need this, so let me pray for them, so if they get it, then I'll have seed in the ground to get mine. No, pray for them because you love them and trust that God already loves you. Amen? And, and, And trust that you're going to... Pray for them because your greatest desire is that they have success in their life. Amen? Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Look at the uh, Young's Literal on that. Very strong is the working, working, working. That's an ongoing word, not not the worked, right? I'm not socially distancing very well, am I? All right, get back over here. (laughs) Yeah, you just better be glad I'm not hugging you. Very strong is the working supplication of a righteous man. A righteous man has an ongoing prayer life. It it is a work in progress at all times. It never quits. It always is working towards whatever it's asked for. If it hasn't seen it yet, what's it doing? It's saying it's coming. It's coming, Lord. I thank you that we prayed about it. Lord, I know that your will is this. I've got this scripture on this, Lord. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Remember what we talked about last week when he talks about um, ask, seek, and knock. The, 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 the reference to that is that those are continual things, that, that they don't quit. That's an ongoing. You ask, you seek, you knock. You ask in faith, you continue to seek him, and you continue to knock on the door. You don't quit. Not Not because if you bother him long enough. Right? <laughs> If you bother God just long enough, He'll get tired of you and He'll answer your prayer. Right? <laughs> you know, that is what a whole bunch of people believe. And they'll call and get 8,500 people praying for the same thing and it only took one prayer to make it happen. Right? And I, don't get me wrong, I'm not against prayer change. I think that's great when a lot of people get involved if they want to get involved in faith. But on the other hand... Do you want to be led in not only how you pray, but who prays with you? You know, who prays with you? Because if you just start going out and they start going out and you don't even know who's praying now or what they're praying, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Amen? Very strong is the working supplication of a righteous man. Amen? That, you know, and, and then it goes in to Elijah. It says, Elijah was a man... Subject to like passions as we are. And that, that is important. And we, we read over stuff like this because we see Elijah and we hear about the things he did and we see, is it Elijah? Yeah, Elijah. And, and we see the things he did and the, and the, and the miracles that, that, that were in through him. And then we see David and, and we see all these people and they're our faith heroes and they should be our faith heroes. But they're just like you. They're not doing anything that you couldn't do. And see, we, we, we watch too much TV and we see Superman. And we put Elijah and Superman together. And first of all, Superman's not real. Elijah is. Amen? And what Superman can do that you can't do, he really can't because he's not real. But yet what Elijah did, you can do because he is real. And we need to separate this out. I don't, you know, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big superhero fan. I like I still watch Super Friends when it's on. But they're not real. And we don't want to place our our heroes, our faith heroes in with them. Because they're not real. Amen? And because they're not real.. We, we need to get them away from this and we need to get in our mind. Just That's why God put that in there. He wanted to say, Elijah's just like you. And he prayed and it didn't rain for three and a half years. Now how many of you have done that? Guess what? We all could. He did it at the direction of the Lord, right? He was spirit led, if you will. Lead, yeah, spirit outside lead. He didn't have the Holy Spirit, but he had the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen? And he, and according to what God said, he prayed, and he prayed. It was his prayer that stopped the rain. That, that's what it says right there, doesn't it? It says he, he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not. So Elijah prayed, and it didn't rain. And see, so many people would say... Well, it, Elijah prayed and God stopped the rain. Yes, he did. Why did he do it? Because Elijah prayed. Right? God gave Elijah the authority to pray and stop the rain. And because he did, the rain stopped. And that same authority, he prayed and, and it rained again. Amen? And, and we need to realize, we, we don't want to just look at everything that happens in the Bible like, well, yeah, it's the Bible. We're part of the Bible. We are in the ongoing process of the book of Acts right now. Right? And and we want to see some of the book of, book of Acts happening on a wholesale basis. And the way it did, it started out with prayer. It started out in the room praying. And the Holy Ghost came on them. And then later, the multitude of them prayed. And the place was shaken. Why? Because that's what prayer does. It... It makes things happen. And when people pray by faith, in faith, when people pray expecting with people that aren't going to quit, it always comes to pass. Always. People say, that's not been my experience. Then you don't need to look at the Bible that's wrong. We need to look at us that's wrong. Right? And we want to change our experience. Right? We, don't want to, we don't want to change the Bible to fit our experience. We want to change our experience to fit the Bible. Right? And, and, and the Bible, when, when, when things were prayed about, things happened. When the, in the Bible, when Elijah prayed for it not to rain, it didn't rain. That's important. And, and that's what he's trying to say. saying, Elijah was a man. He was imperfect. Right? But yet, when he prayed, just like if when you pray, expecting, amen? Yeah, how many know there was probably days where some clouds started gathering up? Huh? They, they started gathering up back in the west. And he looked back there and he said, hmm, that looks like rain. And he had the set devils right here. He said, that looks like rain. And how many know Elijah had the chance to say, that kind of does look like rain, but... I thought I prayed. And see, that's what <laughs> that's what I'd do. I'd like, dang it, I prayed too. <laughs> and I said, I want to be like Elijah. He probably said, No, that's not rain. I prayed. It ain't raining for three and a half years. You'll see rain in three and a half years. Why? Because I prayed and the word of the Lord came to me and told me to pray. And if the Lord says it and I pray, the end. Amen? And he stood. And because he and, and there had to be those days where clouds came, where opportunities came, people said, "Oh, we need rain, it's going to rain. We're going to pray that it rain." He said, no, the Lord told me to pray that it wouldn't. right? What are they going to do cancel out his prayers? No, because the Lord told him to pray. Amen. And, and these are important things because when we when Elijah prayed, he had confidence, ...that the Lord heard him. Why? Because the Lord's the one that told him to do it. That's why it says... Go to, go to 1 John. We, we looked at this verse last week. 1 John 5, verse 14. That, that's why you can have confidence when you pray. It says, this is the confidence that we have in Him... ...that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. When we quit, we stop believing He heard us. Right? Because if somebody asked you, did you pray? And you said, yes... He said did you pray according to his will and you said yes yes I, I was praying for healing that's in his will I can have that and then he said yes and it, then what happened he said nothing you didn't believe he heard you because if you believed he heard you the very next verse says if you believed he heard you then you had what you prayed right is not that what it says John 514 first John 5 14 sorry says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Okay? And if we know He hears us. That, that's why He put that in there twice. He hears you, and if you know He hears you, whatsoever you ask, we know we have, that, have the petition that we've desired of Him. And that's, that's where we lack. When you quit, what you, what you stopped believing is that He heard you. Because if you believe he heard you, you know you have the petitions. If you don't quit believing that the Lord heard you, then that petition's coming to pass. Amen. What you've asked for according to his will is coming. Amen. If you think about Daniel, Daniel in, in chapter 9, he, he, he read the word, and it said the 70 years is about up. 70 years. So he sets his face to seek the Lord and pray. Fast. Sackcloth and ashes, the whole thing. How many have done the sackcloth? I don't even have a sackcloth or ashes. My wife won't let me have a fireplace. <coughs> Said I'd play in it too much. I got a gas one. So just flip a switch, instant fire. But 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 Daniel set his face to pray, and because he set his face to pray, that day, in chapter nine, verse two. That was the first year of that king's reign. And then in chapter 10, the angel comes and he says, the first day that you prayed, the Lord heard you. Not not three weeks later when the angel came. The first day you prayed, the Lord heard you. And and it doesn't say Daniel doubted in those three weeks. It actually said he kept praying. Right? Right? People say, well, it said he mourned. It, he's not he's mourning for this to happen. He's he's groaning, if you will. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. He he's not out of faith, because if he was, this part wouldn't be in the Bible. Yeah. Right? Because he set his face. Then that three weeks later, this angel comes and he says, The the Lord heard your prayer the very first day you prayed. The answer was coming. Right? Well, the answer was coming, but there was resistance. Right. Now how many know? that the devil still exists. So how many know that when you pray, there can still be resistance, right? And, and that resistance can cause two things. It'll cause you to stand stronger or quit. But see what we've done because of religious tradition is we said, wow, I prayed and I don't see anything happening. The thing is, the first day you prayed, he heard you. The second day you quit. You guys probably didn't, but I've done that, right? <laughs> right? You pray, and man, you prayed a good, strong prayer. Had three scriptures and an amen. And man, when you were done, you felt strong. Right? And, and you felt so strong that, it, man, this has got to happen. But then you didn't really believe he heard you because you looked and it didn't, and you said, I wonder why it didn't happen. Right? And then we start asking all kinds of questions. I wonder if I need more scriptures. Wonder if I prayed right. Wonder if I don't go to church enough. Maybe I need to sit closer to the front. Why God? Why God? Why God? Why? And the answer was as clear as what that angel said to Daniel. From the very first day, your answer was on its way. And because you didn't quit, your answer's here today, standing in front of you. Amen? And when we don't quit, we, we find that answer. We persevere in prayer. You must be willing to persevere in prayer. You must be willing to push and, and, and stay on it and, and not receive bad reports and not receive the, the, the things you do or don't see. Amen? you push and you press and you say, Lord, I know what Your Word says. I thank You today that I've prayed a prayer. I, I'm, I'm asking You again to strengthen me in my inner man to receive what You've got sent my way. Amen? Because I know that You heard me. And I know that if You heard me, what I've asked is on its way. Amen? And when we do that with that confidence, that true confidence, not because we heard somebody else do it, because out of our heart we knew it. Amen. Everything else is just a try. everything else you know i've you've had people that that have read the Bible and they do everything the people in the Bible do. This lady did this 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 lady refused to quit this you know what if that 's what 's in your heart, yes. But if you're just parroting, mim- mimicking, yeah. right? Then, you're, then that's all you are. Polly wants a cracker. Yeah. Knock, knock. Polly wants a cracker. <laughs> we don't want to mimic prayers. We want to pray from our heart. We want to have that passion. And we want to know that our God hears us. And because He hears us, we have those things. Amen? Because it's not just you you're praying for. So many times it's someone else and God puts them on your heart. And, and how important is it for you not to look at them and say, oh, that, did, that prayer didn't work? Because guess what? 99.9% of the time when you look at them the next day, it's not going to look like it worked. I can't imagine how many, how many times my mom looked at me and she, and she should have just went, "Phew," But instead she said, there's David, he's going to serve God all the days of his life, he'll serve God. Why? Because she prayed and she believed God heard her. She had scriptures about all her children and she was unwilling to lose them. And she knew that when she prayed, God heard her and her answer was on the way. And it didn't take three weeks. It took way more than three weeks. Not every answer comes in three weeks. Amen? some do some come in three minutes and that's awesome right i like pop-tarts put them in the toaster and three minutes later you're eating them they're great (laughs) amen but sometimes you got to have something that takes a whole day to cook and it's not going to taste good if you pull it out after the first five minutes and take a bite right and Kawhi, it isn't going to be done we we want to stand until it comes, amen. Glory to God. Look at uh, look at Ephesians. Ephesians six. We'll start in eighteen, then we'll go back up. Ephesians six eighteen it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance, watching thereunto with perseverance don't just watch watch with purpose what are what are you watching for because you're not looking at what you see you're you're waiting for your answer what are you watching for the answer it's coming so you're watching for it if you believe something's coming you're watching for it you're you're looking for it it's coming amen and and, and you're not discouraged when you don't see it why because it's coming right if you get discouraged that's, that's when we quit. That, that's when we drop off. That's, that's when we have to re-pray. Right? <laughs> but, but this is the end of the verses that talk about putting on the full armor of God. We'll go, go up to, what is it, verse 10? Finally. Look at that. I, Huh? <laughs> yeah. I just said verse 10. It was right there. Finally, my brethren. "...be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Put on..." You're okay. You can keep going. "...put on the whole armor of God that you may may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil." Keep going. "...for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers and rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places." And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And what do you do with all of those? You pray. You pray. You know, Brother Egan said in his book, he said, to put on all your armor and not pray is a waste of time. Because that's why you put your armor on. That's why we call them prayer warriors, Right? Why? Because they put their armor on and they're ready for battle. They're not quitting the, anything that the devil throws at their faith, they've got the shield. Anything he throws against them, they're, they're going to persevere. Why? They're there to pray. Yeah. And they know that if they pray for the saints, amen, with all types of prayer, it's not just one prayer. It may need intercession. It may need supplication. It may need, Who knows? that's our job to be led yeah. amen that's our part lord how do we pray it says right here pray how do we pray for this situation what do we pray over here what, what do we pray about this how what do we need to get more people to pray about this that there's so many different but if we don't listen if we're too willing to just say oh yeah we'll pray first of all he may say no you need to send them to them to pray right why because they've been through something that you haven't and they've they've got a stronger faith in that area than you do right it would be prideful and presumptuous to think that only you could do the praying (laughs) only me if i don't pray you ain't getting it truth of the matter is is you're you're hooking to their faith anyway right you're hooking with them amen but some people need more help some people need you to stand and and to be willing to stand and to be willing to get up in the middle of the night and pray and to be willing to take an hour over here not with them praying praying people that want to counsel just want you to hear them talk all the time you don't need to hear somebody talk all the time that does not bring faith Faith does not come by counseling and counseling by faith, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So if you're going to counsel them, they need to be quiet and hear the Word of God. That's good counsel. Amen? Because if they just want to tell you their story, all they're doing is rehearsing failure, right? (laughs) right? Why do you want to rehearse your failure? It's, it's a bad thing. And it doesn't help your faith. And, and what happened? You say, well, I prayed. I prayed. I've <sighs> prayed. Scripture's on my refrigerator. Went to church, sat in the front row. Preacher spit on me. <laughs> Went forward afterwards. Prayed with the altar care people left service and nothing exactly because that's what you expected before you did all that you were looking for somebody else to do your work amen now see i'm looking for somebody else to mow my lawn all the time right why because i don't like to do the work right But you can't pawn your praying off on somebody else. They can pray with you. They can intercede for you. They can supplicate for you. They can do these things. And and the more you need, sometimes the more God will let them do. But unless you're willing to get involved, right? It's not going to be successful for very long. It's not something you can continue in. Amen? Because your prayer life is important. It's not just important for you. Because we do need to pray for ourselves. We do need to ask for things for our own life. But the thing is, is we should be just like that. We prayed, we asked according to God's will, and we believed He heard us, and now we're just waiting on it. It's real simple. Now we're waiting on it. It's going to happen. But when you pray for somebody else, you can't have that kind of faith. Right? Because it has something to do with them. So you've got to be willing to stand in the gap for them some days when their faith is weak. You've got to be willing to, to be there praying when, when they're facing a hard time and about to, and about to quit on their own. And, and we've got to be willing to be that person. You know, so many great battles have been won by prayer. And so many things have been lost because we didn't. Right? Because God will put somebody on our hearts all the time to pray for, to pray with. And, and if we don't take that opportunity, we've missed it. Right? And we don't want to miss that. We don't want to miss that. It's a good thing. Look at Luke 18. Being led in prayer and believing the word according to prayer are so important because, because when you get into religious tradition, Luke 18, 1... Um, this, this, is, this, this parable has been so ingrained into religious tradition because, you know what, I, I won't say that I understand everything about this parable, but it says, he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always pray and not faint. And you got people that say that means you're supposed to pray and pray and ask and ask and ask. I had one, one person said he called it push, pray until something happens. True, if you're not going to pray and ask over and over again. Because if you ask again, you didn't believe the first ask. Right? So you, again, 1 John 5 is now out the window because you don't believe in the first ask. Amen? And, and Jesus didn't say pray and pray and pray. He said men ought to pray always. Anybody here pray today? Well, you're an always prayer. Right? You may pray again yet, huh? Because you're always prayers. right? In other words, be ready to pray at all times. Amen? And it's probably going to be a lot. If you guys have noticed, there's a lot to pray about at all times. And especially if you're going to be led by the Spirit of God, you're going to have to pray and say, God, where do I go with this? What do I do with this? But he said, pray, and then he said, and not faint. The two have to go together. What's he saying? I want you to pray, but more important, just as important, I won't say more important, just as important, you can't faint. So go back to 1 John 5. You don't have to go back there. But this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, okay, if we pray, we know that he hears us, right? And if we know that he hears us, we don't faint. Amen? And that's that's the thing. if you doubt that he heard you, if you doubt in any way, if you doubt that he does, that you prayed not according to his will, if you doubt the, the, the devil's going to try to get you to doubt anything he can get you to doubt because once he gets you to doubt, you'll do what what people are doing all over the world today, you'll pray again. Lord, I'm going to pray this every day until you get it to me. You know what? Are you going to believe it the first day and then believe it's on its way? Then you can pray the second day. You can go ahead and pray. You say, Lord, I pray according to your will. I know it's on its way. Lord, devil, I rebuke you. This is all prayer. You, you stay out of this. You, you have no, just what Brother Moore said, my mind is my mind. You don't play with it anymore. Amen. I'm having the results that I petitioned for because I prayed it according to the word of God. I was led by His Spirit to pray this way. I know it's on its way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I refuse to quit. Why? Because if I pray and not faint, then the answer's on its way. Read the rest of the parable. We'll read all the way through it. It says, "It says, <clears throat> pray and not faint." Saying there was a si- there was a there was in a city a judge which neither feared God nor regarded man. This is not God, by the way, and it's not a picture of God. This is a picture of un-God, right? And there was a widow in that city, and she came to an unjust judge, okay, and saying, avenge me, my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards, he said within himself, though I fear, fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continually coming she weary me. Now, do you, would you like to think that you wore God down to get something? Right? God, I'm going to wear you down yet. But you've got people that believe that's what the Jesus is saying to do, is to pray until you weary God, and He says, Here. Now, I have done that with my child, and it spoils them. It's not good. The results. Uh, Ramsey said, Dad, I want it, I want it, I want it. Dad, oh, I want it, I need it, get it. Mm, give me, give me, give me, give me. And you're like, oh, shut up here. <laughs> right? And then they're worse the next time, and then you've got to undo what you did because they're worse. Yeah. And the next time it's, give me, give me, got to have it, give me, have got to throw a fit, kick, and stream, and then you got a bigger problem. Right? God don't do that. He does it right the first time and He does it one time. And we can pray and not faint. And then we can continue praying. Amen? Not continue asking anymore. Continue in your prayer. Continue in your prayer. And and then He says, and He said, and and hear hear what the unjust judge says, and shall not God, the just judge, God, shall not God avenge His own elect with cry to Him day and night, though He bear long with them, I tell you that He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when He comes with your answer, when He gets there with your vengeance, will He find some faith? Huh? Will you be in the place to receive what was on its way three weeks ago? Or did you quit somewhere in between? Right? And when He gets there, there's no you don't have any hands to receive it with. Because faith was the hands that received what you asked for. Amen? And, and, and we gotta, we've got to be willing to persevere in prayer. And that's not just saying pray and pray and pray. That's, that, that's saying don't quit. Pray, don't quit. Stand, pray, don't quit. Stand, pray, don't quit. Stand. What are you standing on? The word that he gave you to pray. What are you praying for? He gave you a word. He gave you something. What what Daniel, What was Daniel's word that you would be in captivity seventy years? Seventy years is about up. Where did he, where did he find that in the book? He found it in the book of Jeremiah. Right. He had a word from God. He had a word to stand on while he prayed. Right. So that when the the thoughts came, it's been two weeks. Wonder what happened. He said nothing happened. It's coming it's coming I pray God told me to pray I've set my face I'm still got my sackcloth and ashes on I don't know how long he had to wear that but he wore it until he didn't want to anymore amen and he was fasting so I bet he was hoping that three weeks were up I'd be hoping after three days or three minutes amen but, but the faith was there. And, and the word faith in this, in this place, it means the same thing all over. It, it says the assurance. When, when Jesus comes, when the Son of Man comes, will He find the assurance that you prayed? Will He find the belief? Will He find you believing? When the Son of Man comes, will He find you believing? Amen? That's important. Will He find us believing? You know, one of the words that was interesting to me that's that's in faith is fidelity. In other words, will He find you of single mind? Will He find you with only one avenue? And it's Him. There's no other. You're faithful to Him. Faith. People that are in faith are faithful to the one they've asked. And when they ask Him, they're faithful to Him amen and they 're unwilling to give up on that prayer for another person for themselves, no matter what 's happening they 're unwilling to give up on that that, that that's a, I thought that was a good word and, and the other thing it meant was constancy of profession, not consistency of profession, constancy of profession in other words, your profession not only is consistent it 's constant it 's constant anytime something contrary to that comes up, your profession becomes exactly what god told you amen never do you let something out you know what i'm tired i'm sick and i'm tired and i'm tired of professing all this blah 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 faith stuff i'm sick i'm gonna call myself sick guess what you just became sick because you weren't sick until you called yourself sick why because all authority was given to you right and you just made yourself sick I told somebody that one many years ago. They said, you just need to say you're sick. I said, I will not say I'm sick. By the grace of God, I'm healed. I'm not sick until, really sick, until I say I'm sick. Once I say I'm sick, it's over. I'm sick. You know, when you see people say that, the next place you see them is in bed. That's the next place you see them. They're in bed. Why? Because they're sick and tired. Sick and tired people are in bed, why because they're sick and tired right That's where you see them. Glory to God, but when you're constant in your profession of faith and 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 you and and you stay and that's what' standing on the word is it's not just standing in one place it's standing on the rock that you started on amen, and it's refusing to jump off that and be unfaithful right because the minute you jump from your rock to another rock you are no longer have fidelity right you're unfaithful now you've chosen two ways one that worked that you jumped off of and one that will never work because you jumped off the one that would work amen but but when we when we persevere in prayer we refuse to quit we refuse to quit because we love the people we're praying for, because we love the God that told us to pray, and, and we refuse to quit. Amen? We can't just be quitters. We got When we put that armor on, let's put it on and go to work. Amen? Don't just put it on, because just putting it on, you're not doing anything. There's an action that is required once you completely equip yourself with everything that's in the armor of God, and that's prayer. That is prayer. Prayer is what He told you to do with when you're in the armor of God, which truly makes us prayer warriors. Amen? And when, when you get to that place, I'm going to read a couple of stories from Brother Hagin's book because I like them so much. But But they show how a consistent prayer and somebody who knows who they are in Christ and takes that authority in prayer and knows the Savior, knows the Lord. You know, this is the key to praying. You've got to know the Lord. We talked about this last week. You've got to know Him personally. You've got to know His characteristics, His qualities. How He, You've got to believe in His love. Amen? You've got to believe. And this is really small print. And so I actually brought my reading glasses. I know what you're going to say. I can't believe somebody's that good looking, even with glasses. <laughs> but it's true. I'm still that good looking. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, but I'm going to read a couple stories to you because they deal a lot with what we were talking about last week, and then again with what we're talking about this week. And uh, many people probably have heard this. This uh, it's not a story. It's a it's a it's some it's an actual happening that happened in his ministry. But um, Uh, I'm trying to decide where to start. I could start in the whole book. I think I've read this thing about six times in the last two days. When, When praying for others, we may have to take more time to persevere in prayer because they may be yielding to evil spirits. Sometimes Christians yield to evil spirits and allow them to dominate them. In praying for your own relatives... I've had to take time to persevere in prayer. Standing boldly on God's word, I've usually prayed for my relatives privately. This is good wisdom right here, by the way. Have you ever told your your relatives you're praying for them? Right? I can't see you if I look at these glasses. I have to look like this. This That's how my teachers used to look at me. Vaughn, get to the front. (laughs) Uh, I pray for him privately and secretly. I haven't said anything to them. That's our trouble. We try to deal with the individual when we ought to be dealing with the power behind the problem. When praying, don't deal with the individual. Deal with the power behind the problem. Amen? I've simply said, I break the power of the devil over so-and-so. Ephesians 6.18 speaks about making supplication for all saints... You see, they don't always know how to pray for themselves. I'm convinced we have authority and power in prayer we've never used yet. Some of us have gotten to the edge of it. In 1947, my Sunday school superintendent, an oil-filled, an oil-filled pumper, fell from, the, from on top of the pump house into the engine, and the report came to me that he was dead. When I arrived on the scene, he was lying on the ground close to the pump house, an ambulance was backed up near nearby. People all around knelt down beside, people were all around. I knelt down beside Dr. Garrett. He whispered to me, I thought he was dead at first. He isn't yet, but he will die soon. And we can't move him. We'll kill him if we do. Then the doctor said, Reverend Hagen, take his wife aside and prepare her for this. He took her by the arm and he led her to one side, not to prepare her, however but to pray with her as 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 we moved away from the crowd she said brother hagen dr garrett doesn't think daddy will live does he i said no he doesn't sister she said isn't it wonderful that you and i have inside information amen. glory to god you know and that's important when you, when you when you're a prayer you start in faith you don't get in faith while you're praying you start in faith amen Isn't it wonderful that you and I have inside information? She meant information inside the Bible. I said, yes, thank God we do. We'll pray and he'll live. Well, he kept on living, wrapped in blankets, lying on the ground. Dr. Garrett remained beside him. Finally, he decided to risk moving him to the hospital. I think he must have sensed we were holding him there. For he said to me, I'm sure we'll never make it to Tyler with him alive, but we'll put him in the ambulance and try. Reverend Hagen, you get in and ride with him. To make a long story short, he survived the trip. Three doctors were awaiting him. I went to the hospital and I sat up with him at night. There you go. There you go. This is perseverance. This is persevering in prayer. Sometimes you need to sit up with them at night, right? That's not going to be convenient for you. See, I'm sometimes a convenient prayer, right? <laughs> Right? Sometimes Monday night football's on when somebody needs you to pray. That's just wrong. <laughs> right? No. See, that's, that's, where, that's where we need to make sure that love is in the lead. Because at that point, love's not in the lead. This, this was love leading him so you know he was being led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. It's not just because you're a pastor. You don't just do this because you're a pastor. You do this because you love people. Amen? This isn't a pastor-verse or a pastor story, necessarily. This is a people story. Amen? He was the pastor, so he did have some authority in their lives. Amen? Uh, Went to the hospital and set up with him at night. His wife stayed with him day and night. The the third night, about 8 o'clock, one of the doctors said to me, Reverend, I'll be honest with you, this is the third night, and he's still in shock. We don't even know the extent of his injuries. We can't take him into the x-ray room to find out. If we move him, we'll kill him. We've done everything we know to do. He's going fast now, and, there is, and and there just isn't anything we can do. Back in the room, I saw the man's wife was growing tired. This is, this is, the, this is the devil. He, he wants you to wear down. He wants you to look at the circumstances and be captivated by the circumstances. If he can captivate you by the circumstances, then he can wear you down to where you'll quit. And, and this man's life was hanging in the balance, Right? And so there was, there was people, his wife was doing good, don't get me wrong. You know what? She's getting tired. Everybody gets tired. That's why it, it made me mean more, more than one person in the room. Back in the room, I saw the man's wife was growing tired. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When you grow tired physically, it's difficult for your spirit, your inward man, to continue to dominate, especially when you're looking right at the situation. I saw her faith was waning. And I knew I had to get her out of there. I knew he would die if she stayed. You know, that takes a lot of humility on the family's part to know when to leave. Amen? Now, I don't know how he told her to leave, but if you've got family in the hospital and you know your faith is tired, let somebody else have it. Right? Don't, don't be afraid to leave. If you're afraid to leave or afraid if you leave them, they'll die, then you're, you're already not in faith. Amen? The reason many people have died is that their, real, their relatives have to stay with them. I found out why Jesus sometimes put people out of the room when he was about to heal the sick. I didn't lie to her, but I didn't tell her what the doctor had just told me. I said, now you go get rest. I'll call you if there's any change here. But he'll be all right. What's he still speaking? He's still praying. You realize that he's persevering in prayer. He'll be all right is a prayer. Why? It's, 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 a, profe- it's a constancy profession. It's a constant profession. I had to do some spiritual wrestling that night. That is, I had to take a bold stand on the promises of God's Word. As long as I was awake and alert, my Sunday school superintendent did fine. But, but it was the third night, and I had set up myself. And when I would doze off in the chair, he would begin to die. The special duty nurse awakened me as, as she walked around the bed to check him under the oxygen tent. When I first looked at him, I thought, he's dead. I've gone to sleep, and I've let the man die right in my own hands. "'Excitedly, I asked the nurse, "'Is he dead?' "'No,' she said, "'I thought he was, "'but he'll never make it till I go off duty at 7 a.m. "'It was 2 a.m. then. "'I went out into the hall and I prayed. "'Very quietly, I prayed for him. "'I argued his case. "'You see, God said the following in Isaiah, "'I, even I, am he who blots out transgressions "'for my own sake and will not remember thy sins.'" Put me in remembrance, let us plead together, declare thou that thou mayest be justified. God said, put me in remembrance. God told us to remind him of what he said. This is talking about prayer. Then he said, declare thou. The marginal note in the King James says, set forth your cause. When you declare, you're set forth your cause. In other words, God invites us to plead our cause. To plead our case, so I simply said in a whisper at 2 a.m. out of the hospital hallway, "Lord, I'm just not going to let him die." That sounds pretty bold, doesn't he? Do you know that we can ask for boldness? Right? You can you can pray and ask God for boldness, and you'll get boldness. But why would you be this bold? Because you know the Word of God. You know the truth of the Word of God. And I, set for, and I set forth my case in front of him. Number one, I said, he's my Sunday school superintendent. He may not be the best one in the world, but he's the best one I've ever had. He helps me. He visits the absentees. He works, he works at it all during the week. <clears throat> and he helps in a number of other ways. Secondly, he puts 30% of, of his income into the church. Now, I want, I want you guys to think about something. He's not telling him his works. He's telling him his value. Right? God God, you're great you're saved by grace. You're healed by grace. You're healed by by the goodness of God. You're not healed because of the goodness of you. And and Brother Hagin's not telling them that he should live because he's so good. We've had a lot of people that aren't here today because we told them we told God how good they were. And instead, instead of reminding God of his word. Amen? Thirdly, he's an influence for God and for good. I've talked to businessmen downtown. They believe in him. They respect him. I need him. I'm the under-shepherd, and you're the great shepherd of this church. What I need, you need. That's an anointed prayer right there. that, That came out of a heart of love, a heart of compassion, and a boldness and authority. Amen? Fourthly, the Bible tells us plainly that death is an enemy. It's not of God. It's really of the devil. When the devil is finally eliminated, death will be eliminated from human contact. So I just rebuked death and commanded it to leave. I'm not going to let him die. I went back into his room and sat down and again dozed off. He started dying. I got up and went through it again, pleading his case. Actually, I went through it four times. Perseverance perseverance what did he do he didn't repray he reminded god of what he prayed not repraying reminding god of what he prayed i went through it four times the fourth time at 4 a.m at eight o'clock the doctor came in pulled up the oxygen tent and began to listen across his chest after a little he turned to me and exclaimed he's come out of it he's come out of it you know he might make it now get a stretcher we'll take him to x-ray when, when they brought him back from x-ray, the same doctor said to me, he's got a 50-50 chance. I just stood there, but inside me I was jumping up and down thinking, 50-50 chance, what are you talking about, doctor? He's got a 100% chance, right, to make it. And he did make it. Now, I never said a word to my wife or anybody else the, the way I prayed for this man, but the first time he was back in church, he testified. First, he thanked everybody for their prayers. Then he said, Never feel sorry for anybody who dies. The last thing I remember was falling. I don't even remember hitting in the machinery. The, I, the next conscious thing I knew when I, when I woke up in the hospital, the next conscious thing I knew was when I woke up in the hospital. And after I woke up, I never had any pain or hurt. But while I was unconscious, I must have died. I went to heaven And I heard an angelic choir. You never heard such singing in your life. I saw Jesus and Jesus came to me and I was just about to fall down before him and tell him how much I loved him when he said, you'll have to go back. I said, I don't want to go back. Jesus said, you'll have to go back to earth. I said, I don't want to go back to earth. The third time Jesus said, you'll have to, brother Hagin won't let you come. Now, do we realize the authority we have in prayer? Brother Hagin is one of our faith heroes, but he's just like Elijah. He's a man, and he prayed and pleaded this case, and the man lived. We have this same authority. Amen? In a Spirit-led prayer. You don't just go doing this. You are led by the Spirit, and you'll see that as we go on. He said, Brother Hagin won't let you come. Then Jesus turned... And, and like you would pull a lace curtain back from a window, he pulled back a curtain, and I heard Brother Hagin say, Lord, I'm not going to let him die. Jesus said, See, he won't let you come. The next thing I knew, I woke up in the hospital. My, sco- my school superintendent concluded, I had not told him I had prayed that way. Now, did, how did he know? The Lord let him hear me and told him that... the the told him that that was the reason he couldn't stay in heaven. That got me started thinking way back there in 1947, that we have authority to plead our case, which we've never used. I believe that at times without, without realizing it, we've taken our place in our covenant in the name of Jesus, and we've prayed. Without examining the Bible, on the subject, we've, we have thought that was a great experience and the Lord helped that the Lord helped me to have. I might not have another one like that ever. That, and that kind of thinking has defeated us. Three years later, when my father-in-law was dying in the hospital, I got to thinking about that experience with the Sunday school superintendent. This is important right here, so don't, don't fall asleep on me. I stood beside his bed. He was unconscious. I said, Lord, I believe I'll just rebuke death and command it to leave him, and I believe I'll command him to live in Jesus' name. God said in Isaiah 43, 26, Let us plead together. On the inside of me, the Lord plainly said by the Spirit, No, don't do it. Don't you do it. This is being led. Right? Now, wait, now it would have been real easy to say, I, I did this and it worked. I'm going to do it again. And, and the truth of the matter is, he could have. But in listening to the Lord in what to do next... That's, that's what we've always... Persevering in prayer is not just keeping and pushing on and pushing on. It's always hearing from God. Anything else, any, anything else, anything else. And always having your ears open. Always be willing to hear the next thing. Don't quit being spirit-led just because you had a spiritual uh, experience. People have really great experiences, and then they think they can do that all the time, and that's just the way it's going to be for everybody. That's not the way it was. Right here, God said, don't you do it. Which which means, and then he says it right there, he said, That meant I had the authority to do it. See, people don't think they have that. We do have that authority. We don't take that authority. We don't have that boldness. And that took a lot of love. Why? Because it took more love to let him go, right? Than it did than it did to than it would have after God told him not to do it. And he said he said, Leave him alone and let him die. And, and he said, he's, uh, just to paraphrase, uh, he's, he's old enough to go on if he wants to go. Second, he's ready to go. Spiritually, financially, he's got everything ready. He hasn't always been ready. His finances are... In other words, his house is in order. He'll never have a better time to die than now. You can see how, much, how differently God looks at death than we do. And that's why he can say precious in his sight is the death of the saints. Why? Because they're going to heaven. They're going to him. The, the, the very thing that he had Jesus come for is to, to gather his kids together and bring them to him, and he's getting one of them. And, and we look at it like it's forever, and it's not. Death is a, the short, briefest thing you'll ever experience because like the, like the one guy, the, super, the Sunday school superintendent, he doesn't even remember falling into the machinery. I, I ran off a cliff in a motorcycle, and I can tell you I don't remember running off the cliff. The next thing I remember is waking up. Had I left from the time I left the pavement to the time I woke up at the bottom of the cliff, I would have just been in a different place. There would have been no pain. There would have been. No, it would have been just like that. Now, when I woke up, I won't, I wasn't like the superintendent. There was pain, but. My face getting there. <laughs> Glory to God. I didn't have a brother Hagen. No, I did. I did have actually. Thank God I had one. Yeah, mom was. <laughs> yeah, Kim wasn't letting me go. And I said, and, and second, he, he, the, and the Lord said, you leave him. you leave him alone and let him die? I said, this is boldness right here, and this is perseverance too. I said, all right, Lord, I will under one condition and one condition only bring him out of this death, let him revive and leave a good testimony so everyone will know where he went, then I'll let him go. People don't believe this, but this is truth. And this is the authority we have in prayer. And this, this, is, this is big. I mean, we're, we can't discuss all this. And what I'm trying to get you to see in the simplicity of it is that in the simplicity of it, you can do one thing and be spirit-led. And if you just decide to do the very next thing the exact same way without hearing from God, you'll make a mistake you'll make a big mistake. And you don't want to make that mistake. You want to persevere in prayer. Persevere in prayer means to follow it out all the way to the end. How God wants it to happen, exactly step by step, how it's supposed to happen until it's over. Amen? And uh, I'll keep reading just because the end of the story is good. I I hadn't gotten those words out of my mouth until he opened his eyes. Kenneth, he said, I'm dying. I said, I know it, Mr. Rookert. He said, now the sooner the better. (laughs) I said, I know that. He said, you're going to get those children up here and let me see them before I go, aren't you? He said, yes, sir, I'll do it. Our, grand, our, our children were his only grandchildren. I phoned the pastor in Garland, Texas. I asked him to bring the children. I, asked, I talked to Mother Superior at the Catholic Hospital, and she said it was okay. She said, don't pay attention to any of those rules. That man should have been dead two days ago. We can't understand how he's, he's lived. Bring, bring in anybody you want. It's just a miracle that he's revived. So his family, including his, the little grandchildren, gathered around his bed, and you would, not, you would have thought he was going on vacation the next day. He never shed a tear. The nurses rolled up the head of his bed, and he sat there laughing and talking. The next day, he lapped into unconsciousness and started dying. I stood at the foot of the bed as, as death fastened its final throws on him. Suddenly, his eyes popped open. He saw me and said, "'My God, Kenneth, I'm dying.'" I said, I know, Mr. Rooker, and you're not afraid to go. He said, no, he said, I'm not afraid. I said, lie back on the pillow and let her go. He laid back, smiled, relaxed. A light flashed across his face, and he took off, praise God. You've got to have faith to live, but you've got to have faith to die, too. It is is possible to pray and get answers sometimes, not always the wisest and best. This is important to understand. We, we, we put prayers out there, and if you are not being spirit-led in your prayer, you can put a prayer out there that is, that, that is not the wisest prayer that God will answer because you prayed in authority. Um, I, I've experienced that since I've been here in 17 years, situations where people prayed, and, and they got a partial answer, but it wasn't a good answer in the next several years of their life were not good. Why? Because it would have been better off if it would have ended right where it was. And, and that's happened more than once since I've been here. And, and, and we, we need to be spirit-led. There are times where God would say, plead your case. And, and if he didn't want you to stop, he wouldn't stop you. You notice he never stopped Brother Hagin as he pled that case. He didn't stop Hezekiah when he turned his face to the wall. Right? Because Hezekiah was pleading his case. Yes, he and he got 15 more years for it, right? Yes, Amen. And, and, and he didn't stop him. But, but when he was going the wrong direction, the Spirit of God immediately stopped him. And the only way that that can happen is if you're listening. Had he not listened, the next thing that would have happened is that his father-in-law would have lived and it wouldn't have been good. Wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been God's perfect will. It would have been a permissive will. And there would have been only so much God could have done inside that. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> because we, we need to use wisdom because we do have authority. That, that, that statement alone should stick with you forever. We need to use wisdom when we pray because we do have authority. I've learned that from, I've learned that from experience. I know it from the Word. According to the Word, many times what we say, He will do because we have got, we've got authority down here. I am satisfied that if we will just walk in the light of God's word and pray, we can change the lives of our loved ones in in situations around us. We've seen from the life of Daniel who prevailed in prayer standing on God's word that that the course of a nation can be changed through prayer. We've also seen seen examples of how we can prevail in prayer using God's word to plead the case of another. not every need can be met through, through offering a short one-time prayer. Sometimes it is necessary to persevere in prayer by taking a bold stance on God's Word, refusing to back down until the answer comes. Glory to God. Now that is a revelation of prayer. And that is the kind of things that should and are going to be happening as we continue to learn about being led by the Spirit and learning our authority in prayer. And as we learn these things, our prayer life will increase to magnitudes that it's not been before. As a, as a body of believers, if we begin to pray in that one accordness, is that a word, one accordness? It's a new word today. But when we believe, when we begin to pray that way, things will happen. Why? Because not only will we pray in one accord, we will wait till the answer comes. Why? Because the answer's coming. If you know it's coming, you'll wait. If you don't believe it's coming, you'll quit, right? But when we believe in the God-given authority to pray and to ask and believe and and, and have the confidence that He hears us, once we have a word to stand on, then we'll suit up. We'll suit up with the armor of God. We'll put on every piece. We'll take every part. We'll have the sword, the shield, the breastplate, the, the shoes, the whatever, all the stuff, and we'll go to praying. Amen? We'll go to pray. And remember a couple of years ago when the hurricane was barreling up and it was supposed to hit right in the middle, right in the middle of Florida and go all the way up through the middle of it? And, and we pray, took authority. Took authority. And, and it could have been greater than that. We can take authority on high levels. And there's another one trying to come right now. We'll pray about it right now because it doesn't have a place. And, and we can pray and speak against it in the name of Jesus. And we can, we can call dry air and wind shear to come in its way. We, we're going to pray. It's time to pray. We've talked about praying, right? Let's pray then. Stand up. And let's pray. Because we talked about praying, and now we're going to pray. Amen? We'll pray about a few things. We'll put this into action. Amen? We'll put it into action. You know, we'll pray again. I don't know how many people are coming on Wednesday nights, but we've been praying the Ephesians prayers. We'll pray them again over this church. Why? That's constancy of profession. We're going to keep professing the Ephesians prayer over this body and the body in Sarasota and the body online, and we're going to have the things happening in our life that are in the Ephesians prayer. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's, Let's just thank Him. Thank you, Father. Thank You, Lord. Thank You that we're seeing so many things, Lord, that our hearts are receiving Your goodness and Your your teaching, Lord, by the Holy Spirit. We thank You so much for the depth of Your love. We thank You so much for all that You're doing in our lives. We thank You for taking us to higher levels in You to, to do greater things, greater works, here in the earth Lord we are believing for greater works daily thank you Lord thank you Lord pray this with me Father we ask that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened that we may know What is the hope of your calling? And what is the riches of your glory? Of of your inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of your power? To us word who believe, according to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead, And set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. Find a place to bow your knee. Thank you, Lord. Pray this after me. Father, we bow our knees unto you, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole church are named. We ask that you would grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might in in our inner man by your spirit that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith that we being rooted and grounded in love would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width the length the depth and the height of this love and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that we may be filled with all of your fullness now unto you who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that's working in us Unto you be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Stand back up with me. Let's pray this together. Let's pray. Let's speak against that storm. It's destructive and it's it's financially destructive it's destructive to people's lives it's destructive in every way and destruction is not the will of god peace is the will of god productive is the will of god not destructive amen amen thank you lord thank you lord pray this with me father god we thank you for the authority given to us in prayer we speak according to that authority, to to this storm, storm, to this hurricane hurricane, that is in the Gulf, and we say, be weakened, 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 dissipate, 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 dry air, air, wind shear, shear, come close, come in, 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 intercede, intercede, hinder, hinder, weaken, 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 cause this hurricane... To come to naught in Jesus' name, that it would not destroy, it would not flood, it would not destroy finances. Lord, we know that your will is production, not destruction. We speak against the plan of the enemy, and we tell him Cease and desist. desist. You cannot cannot interfere interfere in this matter matter anymore. anymore. This weather weather will straighten out, out, dissipate, dissipate, become weak, weak, and just rain, and and be productive, not destructive. And Lord, Lord, we pray ahead to those places of interest, the places they're watching in the Pacific, in the Atlantic, and we ask for the right air, the dry air to move in and and weaken these things to where they become only the rain that they should be and not the terror that the enemy would like them to be. Lord, we ask, enlighten our eyes, show us in our heart when we need to pray concerning these things, that we would not be slack in our prayer lives, but we would persevere. We would be the ones willing to pray at night to pray in the day, to stand on the Word, to fully suit up in the armor of God, and to pray always with all supplications for all the saints, Lord, that Your people would be blessed, would be healed, would be strong, that their lives would go well. Lord, we are rooted and grounded in Your Word, in Your love, and we are with all the saints comprehending daily the vastness of Your love. Help us to walk in these things in our prayer lives that You've shown us And will continue to show us. And we purpose by your grace to be persevering prayers that we'd not give up, that we'd not quit, that we'd pray always and not faint. And when you come, you'll find faith by the grace of God in our hearts. We'll expect will trust because you have never failed and no one that's ever trusted in you has ever failed thank you lord thank you father thank you lord thank you lord praise you just thank him thank you father thank you lord